In the previous two episodes, we had Ben Chai on the show. Ben is an expert on networking, and he shared some really practical tips on how to expand your network for new opportunities. If you're wondering how to break into new industries, you should check them out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go traveling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! On today's podcast, we have Philippa Wilkin. Philippa is a corporate escapee turned transformational coach. She helps leaders awaken their true potential and make a positive impact in the world. And a big part of her work involves breathwork. For those that don't know what breathwork is, it offers a fast and practical way to return the body to a state of relaxation. In doing this, this enhances your resilience and capacity to navigate uncertainty with ease. Philippa believes your breath is truly your superpower. Hi, Philippa. Welcome to the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on board. So yeah, could you tell our listeners a little bit about what you were doing before, please? Yeah, so I guess these days I am working in the well-being space. I'm a transformational coach, but as you know, that wasn't the case a few years back. And so getting on for five and a half, six years ago now, where I was actually an insurance underwriter for a big American company. So I worked in London. I was in the big smoke. I was in the big kind of city life doing, yeah, doing office work essentially. And I had an amazing job. I had a really, really fantastic team of people that I worked with. Mm. And yeah, I'd been in that industry getting on for the, for 12 years. Yeah. For a period of about 12 years. So, but it just got to the point where I knew that something different needed to come to fruition and I didn't really know what that was but yeah my day-to-day was office-based I was also in you know meetings with clients and a lot of my clients were for example um, a lot of law firms I used to specialize in law firm professional negligence claims and so yeah that was that was my arena I ran a segment of a business that was getting on for 50 million pounds and yeah, that was my life. That was my life back then, which is quite different to what it is now. What was it that you studied at university that led you to going into that field? I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up. So when I went to university, I had a difficult time choosing what to study. And I was going to study finance, actually. I was going to study finance at one point, And I ended up studying aerospace engineering for a brief time. Oh, same as me. <laughs> right. That's cool. And then I moved on to studying astrophysics for a while. However, I didn't actually finish my degree. My choice of degree had been based on the fact that I want to go and work in the city and earn money. And whichever degree I choose, as long as it's some form of maths-based program, will probably fit that bill. And what actually happened was I studied... I wanted to retake my final year. I actually left during my final year and I got a job in the interim. I got a job at an insurance broker, broken firm, and that was my job in the city. And so at that point in time, I was earning money and I thought, well, this is the job that I would get if I had a degree or not. So why don't I just stay here? And I never went back to university. And so I 
just happen to be land in the right place at the right time and be very successful at what I was doing. And my career really took off from there. So it was, it was a happy coincidence, but it wasn't planned at the time. Yeah, so you're able to make the most of it and found that you got into the position without needing a degree. So it worked out in the end. Yes, absolutely. And you had a, a long career in, in that insurance space. And what was it that made you realize that you needed to change? Because you kind of reached your goal of getting into the city and earning money. What happened then? I had a bit of a, say, quarter life crisis, the age of about 28, it's getting on for 10 years ago now, when all of my supposed successful life decided to disintegrate before my eyes. So what I mean by that was um, a relationship breakdown. One of my best friends got cancer at the time, and I was also studying my professional exams. I found myself in a place which I expect many of the listeners to this podcast are familiar with, of asking themselves, who am I? What am I here to do? Is this the job for me? Is this my path? Why am I doing this? All of these questions about my position, I guess, and my, and my job and my role and my relationships and everything. And there were so many questions and there were very few answers. There were just more and more and more questions, if that makes sense. And that really kick-started my journey to answering or finding the answers to some of those questions about what I really wanted and what I'm really here to do in the world, besides sending emails and you know, being behind a desk and interacting with people in a role, what was I really here to do in life? So that's what kick-started it 10 years ago. And I didn't change immediately at that point in time, but it made me realize I had stuff around my emotions that I needed to deal with. Because I went from feeling quite numbed out in a way to overwhelmed with emotion. I became kind of a bit of a hot mess at that point in time. And so that led me on the path really to where I'm at now, working in the space that I do in the well-being space, in the coaching space and the healing space, because I desperately needed that work myself. I didn't know at the time, but that was what led me then to couple of years for a couple of years initially I was going to leave my job and then I ended up staying and taking a slightly different job and then getting headhunted for another job so I figured I'll try is it me is it this job maybe I'll go and work for another company and see if that works and I did that twice and I was in my last company and I'd still had this itch and I had taken some time out to go traveling which I hadn't done at university time for example and I was in this amazing job and I, there was just a part of me that knew I didn't want my boss's job or my boss's boss's job and something had to change. But I just didn't know what that thing was, but I was prepared to walk away from everything. It became apparent that I just needed to walk away from everything to find what was meant for me. You mentioned that you went traveling. Was that after doing the second position or was it in between? So I had a period of my gardening leave where I was transitioning from one job to another. And I had a period of three months that partly was paid and partly was leave that I traveled. I did a trip from, I did a trip from Lima to Buenos Aires overland in an overland truck, which is about 7,000 kilometers over the course of six weeks. It was like a guided tour. And then I went off and spent, I think it was about three weeks in Thailand after that. And so I had this really big break 
and a taste of the wanderlust lifestyle and then I went to my new job and I was pretty satisfied in my new job I had the resources previously I hadn't had at the other job and it was a great place to work it were, there were great people I loved the people that I worked with I loved the team I loved you know my managers but again there was this nagging there was just this nagging feeling of mm, something else something else something else like this the seed had been sown almost from the last well from all the all the kind of things that happened in in your life and reviewing where you're at and it was still there even though you you're in a kind of better place work-wise yeah you weren't feeling satisfied in that respect i want to say i think under under underlying it there was there was a really deep desire for freedom at some level and to have my own autonomy and to have my own desires in life met and to have my own path and what i reflected on when i was when i subsequently did leave was that i felt like i'd been on this conveyor belt this conveyor belt that we go on and we start our journey based on what is expected of us from our society from our parents etc and like for me going into the insurance sector was like i've made it i've got a corporate job in a good company in air quotes and that means i'm successful in air quotes and i realized that that wasn't necessarily the truth that wasn't my truth that was something i'd almost fallen into by default and then was just continuing to perpetuate because it's like the the tracks that i'd fallen into and i was familiar with but they weren't necessarily my tracks they weren't my they weren't going to the destination that i had chosen i think there's a really great saying about climbing the ladder just making sure make sure the ladder's up the right wall make sure it's for, for your wall <laughs> right like yeah that. make sure it's on your wall <laughs> not somebody <laughs> else's wall yeah so yeah you got to your second position and then this itch came back for you know more freedom and to kind of go on your own path so how did you go about doing that that itch actually came when i took a trip to brazil so i'd been in my position about 7 or 8 months i think in my new position and i went on a trip to brazil i'd always wanted to go to carnival i'd always wanted to go to rio and i made it happen and a friend of mine and i went and we did all of those things and it was a really special time and there wasn't something specifically about that trip that triggered this feeling but when i came back from that trip something in me had changed and for about a month or so i just felt in love with the world sounds funny to say but there was everything had a shine everything was colorful life was just vibrant and alive and there was a part of me that just knew i needed to go and live in brazil and so that was the decision that i made firstly i thought am i going a bit crazy how is this going to happen i don't speak portuguese which is obviously the native language of brazil but it wouldn't go away and so a little while later i started to seriously think about okay moving to brazil what does that mean and i didn't have a plan i ended up resigning at work and i was speaking with my boss and i said you know i want to go and live in brazil and he said well you know we have an office out there do you want us to see if we can get you a job out there i didn't pursue that conversation after a while because i knew deep down that i needed to leave i didn't want to do the same stuff in a different location i really needed to extricate myself 
from my environment entirely to work out what was next. And then what did you do next? <laughs> yeah, with no, with no real plan. So next was really an unfolding and it's been unfolding over the last five years. So I'd been practicing things like yoga and meditation for a while, ever since I'd had my kind of midlife or quarter life crisis. And it was at that point, I'd found it really helping me to manage stress and almost stay sane. And so that had been my introduction into the, the well-being world and getting to know myself on a deeper level. And in 2014, I also found breathwork, which is the mainstay of my practice now, following on from there with my travels. So I was kind of traveling and studying. That was really the beginning of where I'm at now mm. and what I do now or what I've been doing for the last five years or so. But it wasn't as I'd, I hadn't planned to do it that way, if that makes sense. It had unfolded. And um, what I want to share is a really interesting thing that happened about four months into quitting my job and we were on the runway and we were ready to take off. And I just remember having this, th this thought that hit me like a bolt of lightning. And it was the realization that you don't need to leave your job to make the impact that you want to make in the world, Philippa. And I sat there and I thought, well, you could have told me this four months ago when, you know, I left my job, I could still be doing the job. But clearly that wasn't the path. Sometimes you do need that bit of space, really, just to, yeah, just to get some separation from everything. When you were saying about you don't need to leave your job to make the impact, so is that more that you could have had the security of your finances whilst you pursued this new avenue of breathwork? Yeah, I think there's two parts. I think there's potentially I could still do my job and I could do something that fulfills me in a different way, so on the side or in my spare time. The other part I feel like is your purpose is to bring all of you to life and to express all of your unique gifts and talents. And so you can do that anywhere. You can do that in your job. This is what I want to say about purpose, for example. I knew when I was doing my job, I knew that I wanted to help people in some way. At some point, I thought about, do I retrain to be a physiotherapist or a chiropractor or something in that well-being space? And always the university study put me off. And breathwork actually was a way of doing that and supporting people, but not going through that specific route. And I didn't think that I would ever be teaching. I've had to get significantly out of my comfort zone to do what I do now. Because teaching, sitting in front of people, teaching something, I had a lot of fear around. And how did I get over that fear? Practice, 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 practice. I did 50 workshops in the space of nine months. So now for me doing a workshop is a bit like making a cup of tea. But often, and often those things that we fear are the signposts to where our greatest expansion can be. And like, other than overcoming your fear of teaching, what else has been like, the most difficult thing about yeah, making that transition from leaving the insurance space and then going through all your training and development to where you are now? What, what else has been uh, the most challenging thing? Two things. One, it can be quite a lonely journey when you unplug from everything and when people don't understand what you're going through. And so, for example, my family thought I was probably crazy on one hand because I'd just given up the six-figure job to be kind of traveling hobo for a while and, and a, a well-being practitioner. And so it's about finding the people that resonate with you, finding the people that get you, finding people that are on a similar journey, maybe even a little bit ahead of you on that journey so they can support you because it can feel a bit lonely. 
And particularly when you start to do a similar thing with your identity or who you think you are, when you step out of work and a role, we can have a lot of our self-esteem and confidence actually tied up with that role itself rather than recognizing our intrinsic value. That's one thing I would say is that when we disconnect from a role, there's sometimes this transitional work that we need to do to reestablish our identity or just to tap into who we really are underneath it all. Yeah, I really like that. And I can definitely relate to, yeah, feeling like a bit bit lonely during like a transition period and yeah, parents thinking you're crazy. And then also just like when you leave something, I was an engineer, so I was looking for other engineering related roles at the start. And then I thought, no, this is just crazy as well. So yeah, I totally relate to those. And what other advice would you give to people that are feeling that they're lacking purpose in their job? What advice would you give? I would say start where you are. Often, because often the most revealing answers are the simple ones. So I would start probably asking somebody, what are the things that they enjoy? What are the things that excite them, that expand them, that bring them pleasure, that they can do for hours on end without getting tired or bored? Because these are really your indicators for what lights you up. And so even if you are, what I would say for for me, as, a, as an example, you know, I had to leave my job. That was my path. But it's not everybody's path and it doesn't need to be everybody's path. So where can you bring more of what you enjoy into your role? And that might be a conversation about switching roles or reshuffling how, how team dynamics work. So somebody that does like the thing that you hate actually gets to do that. Also, where can we find that enjoyment outside of our work, perhaps? Because it might be for some people that actually going to work and doing, doing something in a particular way and getting the financial security from that is exactly what they need, right? And it, it does fulfill a part of their, their purpose and their drive. And then they can get what they need in other respects from their family life or their social life or their, the clubs that they join or the, you know, the games that they play, for example. So there's no, there's no one size fits all. But what I would say is, yeah, what are your goals and your desires in life? And this is a tricky one because I feel like we're all tapped into and we've been so heavily influenced by society's goals. You know, the house and the car and the kids and the white picket fence and the, or, you know, going up some levels like the yacht or the holiday home or the this or the that or whatever. But what it comes down to, I think, at the end of the day is this sense of contentment. Right? Security is part of that. So have, how do you create a stable foundation for yourself, whether that's working for a company or, or yourself? Creating that stable foundation does need to be in place because what I find is if you quit your job and you have nothing to do and you're going to just worry about money, this is not a good position to put yourself in if you have anxiety issues and you already worry about money. There's better ways to find a way to transition over time and that might be building up a side hustle or a side project. It might be taking on a couple of different streams of income. So freelancing for a few different people. This is what I'm personally doing right now is looking at multiple sources of income. And I think right now in this, in this day and age, that is the way to go. Because there's so much uncertainty that if we have multiple streams of revenue, if one is going up and potentially one is going down, they're going to balance each other out. And that could be, you know, a physical business. It could be an online business. It could be an information product. There are so many different ways and means to package up your skills, right? Your value, because all of your life 
is packaged into you. All of these years, all of this experience that you have is packaged into you. And I think it's uh, Daniel Priestley who has a book called Key Person of Influence. And he talks about how we're all standing on a mountain of value. But when we look down, when I look down, all I see is the dirt beneath my feet. But I look across and I see somebody over there. I see you over there. And I see you standing on this mountain because we're at the same height, right? I see you standing on this mountain of value. But when I look at myself, all I see is the dirt beneath my feet because I can't see the mountain. So it's about recognizing the inherent value that we have. And so from that place, what do we actually want to create? What are our desires outside of the conditioned desires? What is... What do, we, what do we love as kids? What, do, what does our heart yearn for? What do we really, really want to create in the world? What would give us goosebumps, you know? How do you want to contribute? I think those are the interesting and important questions. I think, yeah, you're right. That's that self-reflection really on kind of what people enjoy, what people want to be doing and setting kind of meaningful goals for themselves as a good starting point. Now, it's been really good chatting to you, Philippa. And, um, Likewise. Yeah, it'd be great to have you on the podcast again to talk a bit more in depth about breathwork. So, yeah, maybe give our listeners some practical tips on that. That'd be really useful. Yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely love that. Breathwork is a game changer and your breath is your superpower. So I'd definitely love to come and have a chat about that. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.